starting to believe a little bit. Well, Hoylet's got the better of Buxton. Puts it into an area. Keo Zamora! Unbelievable! From the very brink of elimination! So, after what you might describe as an unexpected win away against Cardiff this weekend, we can now start episode 2 of the Our Insights podcast on a much better note than last week. Today, we'll be giving an in-depth review of that Cardiff game, followed by a discussion of your hot takes that you've been sending in on Twitter, and then to finish off the episode, we'll give a quick preview of our upcoming fixture against Norwich. But before we get into that, let me introduce today's two guests. They're two prominent figures from the QPR Spaces era. First up, we've got Jack, also known as Andre Prop. How are you doing today, mate? I'm good, mate. Thank you. You? Yeah, all good. All good. And we've also got Roderick's best mate, <laughs> Jeff, also known as Left Hook QPR. How are you doing? I'm good, mate. How are you? All right? Yes. All good. Good. Um, before we get started into the game yesterday, just a couple of stats. If we look at if we look at it yesterday, we had 35% possession. Um that's the most we've had in a win since Watford. And we completed more passes yesterday, 216, um, than combined versus Stoke and Burnley. Stoke and Burnley, we only completed 75 and 83. So obviously there was a lot different about the game yesterday. But Jack, what did you see that was different? Um, to be honest, I only really watched the first half. Uh, but from what I saw... I don't think we were going long ball as much. We were playing a bit of long ball, obviously. But I think most of the time we were going for Smith on the right. Oh, gee, I even saw Sam Fields do a pretty decent pass, which surprised me, to be fair. But I don't know. I think we defended a lot better. And I think that's definitely down to Cook as well. I mean, we just looked a lot more secure. Still a bit dodgy from corners and that, but definitely an improvement from from last Saturday and just the end of last season to be honest but yeah happy with the result and yeah not much else to say to be honest Jeff how much better was it you watched the whole game didn't you yeah pretty much I missed a little bit of the first half but I watched like I watched most of it back in that but I was just pleased that in fact Ainsworth actually said it that's the first time we've gone away under him or pretty much any game and implemented our game plan and won and not like at Burnley, it was backs to wall and Stoke back. I mean, I was at Stoke, it was a good win, but it was almost like we scored. We had no idea how we scored. And then we just did everything we could by hook or by crook to carry on the win. And we knew either going to win it or, or, or potentially lose it, but we, we managed to hold them to the win. So it was yesterday, till they scored, just before they scored, they hit the bar, but it was proper comfortable. Um, uh, and then as soon as Sinclair went off, obviously, and Smith went off, and they changed formation and whatnot, QPR have never, in all the years I've watched them, been able to see games out. It's absolutely pointless, QPR trying to see a game out. We're better off just carrying on attacking, because we can't do that. Where you, you try and hold, like, 2-1, you're away at Cardiff, the crowd are on you. You know now there's going to be, like, 10 minutes added on. So you can't see it. Well, luckily, we managed to. I know they hit the bar twice, and they had chances, but yeah, it was um, overall, it was a much better display. 
Um, and just your stats at the start said that, you know, that we completed more passes, which is everybody knew that we had to pass more. Even Ainsworth knows that now. So I was happy, mate. I still am. Yeah, and I was buzzing, absolutely buzzing after the game. Um, I think the main thing was the approach. He mixed it up. Obviously, everyone says direct play. Um, that's Ainsworth, Ainsworth's thing. But I felt like, yeah, we really mixed it up. Watford, we just only went long. Like when, when it was in the back line, rather than trying to play through the thirds, it would end up back at Begovic's feet and then pumped up long. Whereas yesterday, I, I really felt like we played through the lines. And a back three just tends to suit us, doesn't it? Obviously, when we switched to it under Warburton, we got into um got into our year of fantastic form. Um, and even the only other win under Gareth Ainsworth was in the back three slash five um against Watford. Um, but you mentioned Sinclair Armstrong, and obviously Twitter's been going a little bit crazy today over him. But just how good was he yesterday, and what impact did he have, or what impact was taking him off? What did that have, Jack? Uh, yeah, I think he was he was really good. He looked a lot better in terms of like hold up, hold up play, and whether he's scoring or not or, or getting assists, or whatever. Just having him on the pitch, I think we just play better because that threat that he just poses defenders like they have to play differently. You can't play a really high line against someone as fast as Armstrong. Uh, I think he was brilliant, but I just want to say I think. People overreacting a little bit. He's good. I think he's good, and I do like him. But we should just calm down. I've seen people saying like we should try and sell him for twenty mil or something. That's all. Like, yeah, he's got one goal, <laughs> and he's not seventeen. He's twenty. And I do like him, and he is good. But yeah, calm down. Jess. Yeah, I mean, when you've got someone, I've been saying it for ages, right? Pace has and always will, and nothing will ever change. Pace opens up teams. What it, having Sinclair Armstrong on the pitch, even if he isn't, he's okay. He's 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 getting better and he's maturing. But just having him on the pitch not only gives you an outlet. What it does, it makes other teams have to think. So, like Jackson, he's got pace, right? So if we do want to go direct, a little bit like the second goal. Their back line has to take a step back because they don't want to be shoulder to shoulder with Armstrong on the halfway line because they ain't winning that race. Pretty much no one in the division's beating him for strength and power. And because you've got that, you're almost implementing yourself onto their game plan. So you're not letting them play the game they want to play because they might play a real high line against every other team. You play QPR and Sinclair Armstrong, keep that high line, he's going to murder you. So the thing I love about Armstrong and having pace in general is that it not only allows you to, to to have that threat, but it makes the other team have to worry and change their game plan almost because they can't, as I say, if a team plays a high line naturally, they've got to play QPR and change their game plan. Because playing a high line against Sinclair is going to mean that, um, you know, they're, they're going to get caught out. Um, so when he went off, you see that he, we dropped deeper and deeper. Their back line knew they could go higher and higher. They start passing the ball through and then you see the pressure and you see all of the the uh the threats and, and everything that we get against us by not having that that outlet. Yeah, no, he was a real, real outlet. And when we didn't have the ball, he was just left high by himself. And um I do feel like Ainsworth might have accidentally stumbled upon 
sort of two shapes that really work for us and can get Dykes and uh, Sinclair Armstrong in the team together. And I say accidental because yesterday at halftime, I put a tweet out about, I don't know, us doing much better. And some random account with no followers pops up and goes, oh, it helps having Dykes in the 10. And I had a little conversation with him saying like, you know, Dykes isn't playing in the 10. And he he's claimed he's heard at training that Willock was supposed to play in the 10 yesterday with Dykes up front. Willock's got injured. And then Dykes has put his hand up and said, I can play in the 10. And whilst watching it, I thought when we had the ball, it was a 5-3-2 with Dykes and Armstrong up top. But then when we didn't have it, Dykes then dropped in to be that sort of like right mid in a 5-4-1. So maybe... And obviously that's not a normal thing to have one of your strikers playing as a right midfielder out of possession. So maybe he's accidentally stumbled across something which is going to work for both of them. Um, and that that 5-4-1 out of possession was, yeah, it made us very compact, which is the complete opposite to what we were at Watford. And then also, like you said, that outlet with Sinclair Armstrong, there isn't a better outlet in the league, really. I mean, for, for all his shortcomings, like you said, you don't you don't want to be in a foot race with him. Um, so, yeah, maybe he meant it. Maybe it was a result of Willock pulling out or being off on the move. But it was quite interesting to see Dykes playing almost like a right mid out of possession. It's a bit like some people speak about Dykes like a Joel Linton. Um, I don't know if you what you guys made of that, if you noticed Dykes dropping back deep. I was watching... Um... Like we had the Cardiff commentary, and um, they were going crazy about Dykes, saying, "Oh, he's doing a job. He's going right wing. He's going ten. I kind of just didn't think much of it, but I've got to give him credit. You know, I've not been his biggest fan. He doesn't score goals, but he does work his nuts off. Yesterday, he whether he got told to play right, left, ten, centre forward, midfield, he did it, and that's the the attitude you need. So, as I say, Cardiff, um their commentators were, were, were saying exactly the same. In fact, they were saying it was more of a 4 2 three, one when we were in possession and 4 5 one out of possession. I don't look too much into that because there was only two centre-backs, right? We had Fox and, and Cook. Fox so and we... playing right centre-back in a back. Oh, OK, fine, fine. Got he... yeah, I understand. I don't think he was. I don't, oh, yeah, I don't it's, think... it's, 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 real, it's weird because loads of different people have said different things. Oh, to yeah. be honest, I didn't study it. But I yeah, didn't, know. I see, I didn't really... think Akai is the centre-back, but I don't know. Or right-back, right-centre-back. Yeah. I mean, out of possession, yeah, I guess. But I didn't, I don't know. I just, I, you saying Smith playing, was playing as a right-wing-back, but I didn't really see that. I think he's just... He was right up the field, Smith, the quite a lot. Yeah. But I think... Because Kakai cannot defend. So it's like... If you, like I, I think I said to you, Harry, if you leave him like isolated... In a one v one, he's he's gonna get he's gonna get busy. It's like, mm. yeah. But Smith I, yesterday, whatever role he was playing, whether it's wing back or winger, he nullified o Odalda really. He was one of their better players, I think, typically, and he really pinned him right back. And obviously, then Odalda's messed up for their goal or for our first goal. Even Smith's nicked in, but the whole time, like you said, Jeff, Smith was just so high and wide that Odalda had to be thinking about him. Um, and yeah, he put in a great shift. I was very impressed with Paul Smith yesterday. Um, but anyone else stand out for you guys that we've not mentioned so far? Doza, Doza, <laughs> elaborate, Doza. please. I don't know yeah, who that is. 
joking aside, he played well yesterday. Um, you know, he, he has his critics. This is the thing. When you're playing that football, like Warburton ball, Bill ball, that, he should be ideal because he keeps the ball moving. He's not big, he's not strong, he's not quick. He's good on the ball and he keeps the ball moving. So he should be like that, that almost like that generator in the middle, letting the better players do their bit and the defenders give him the ball. But mm. it kind of hasn't worked like that. But yesterday, it kind of did. But him and Field, I've never, ever seen them two work together well because Field's a bit of a clogger. And Dazelle, I don't know what he is. He's not, as he's not, he can't take players on. He's not big to defend. He's just good on the ball. Like he can pass the ball well. So him and Field never really worked. But yesterday, they'd both done their jobs. Field defended and Dazelle kept the ball moving and bringing it meant that we weren't pumping it long. We went through the stages. Defence to Dazelle, out wide, whatever. So he actually done well yesterday. And and Morgan Fox for me, I, I said he was probably one of the man in the match. Fox, he was superb. He was good. Definitely. He was I like him. Yeah. Is that the plan there for him to just be a centre-back? Well, you've got a left yeah, centre back, so. the right centre back now, so it kind of works. Yeah. No, yeah, I like him. He's 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 a you know he's experienced. Like, like, like when he was just like even little things, just like letting the ball go out of play and just like shielding off his man. Like that was done. I'm telling you, yeah. the, the other players gonna get the ball. Yeah. I, I I cook. I don't really notice him, but um, it's it's hard to like. No, I don't know. I think they both were similar in terms of like, they didn't do anything like big. It was just everything they had to do. They just, they just got on with and like all the little bits of experience, like cook under pressure. And I'm pretty sure Fox would have done the same thing under pressure. Just nod it back to Azmir. Whereas no offense to Gubbins, like a week ago, anything he was asked to do, it's like, he's, he's fretting. Whereas those guys, it's it's just second nature to him. Um, because we've been so bad like lately, I was watching yesterday, and you kind of take stuff for granted. But Cook was doing, and you might laugh at it. Cook was doing simple things that defenders are supposed to do that our defenders haven't done. Like the cor- corner would come in, and Cook would get there first and clear it out for another corner. And there was a bit where they got like six corners in a row, right? Mm-hmm. And Cook kept clearing it, and then he threw himself in. I'm thinking that's a normal. That's what a defender does. Like Roy Keane, that's your job, yeah. But because we've been so shit and because people like Dunn have made mistakes with Dickie last season, we took it almost for now a player's just doing the basics. We're going, wow, yeah. So Cook doing the basics is actually what you should be doing. But we've been so used to them not, not doing that that we've, you know, when they do when they do, do it, we're like, wow, but that is what a defender should do. So Fox and Cook were just clearing the ball, which is what defender we want them to do. Yeah. I don't think you should really notice your centre-backs, to be honest. If they're having to make last-ditch tackles, it's probably because of something they've done wrong. Yeah. All I <laughs> but, yeah, before, well, on Dazelle, when I was at the Wimbledon game, I was right behind the dugout, and um, it was almost like Dobson had a, a earpiece in uh, Dazelle, and he was barking down. He was like, every time... Um, the ball was near Dizelle, barking at him to close him down. Every time it was in the back line, barking at him to get on the ball. And I don't know about you, but I think, obviously, Watford was horrendous from everyone. But from the beginning of the pre-season and yesterday, he was buzzing around more, like maybe not making as many challenges as Field, as Field does, but he was closing down here and there. So 
I don't know. He deserves a bit of credit because he does take a lot of stick. And yesterday was good. So, um, yeah. anyway, to move on, um, the Willock transfer. Jeff, you've just put some interesting tweets out. Yeah. And I pick your brains. What's happening there? Can you spill the beans, please? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've been told by a friend of mine um, that Willock's going to Borough and that it's pretty much done. But as I said earlier, these things sometimes don't happen. And it was, it kind of pieces together that he left the game yesterday right, you know, got injured, funnily enough. And he got put, brought on on 90 plus seven at Watford. So him and Ainsworth don't get on. Willick seems to, well, he want, want out of the club. I think we all agree that he's going to go, regardless of where he goes. He's got to go because he don't want to play for the club. Um, and yeah, so now I, I've been told that he's going to to, uh, to Middlesbrough. Um, and they've got Dieng. And also, as I said earlier to you, Harry, that he put in two of his best performances and probably the big goal of the season last year against Borough. So they know all about Willett as a player. Um, yeah. And, and yeah, you know, they've um, they've got a few quid. They need attacking players. Um, so it kind of it all adds up. Um, but, you know, sometimes they don't happen. Sometimes they do. Um, his agent is going to be on the phone, scouting around to everyone that will listen, abroad the lot, because he's, he's a good player. If you look to Chris Willett's showreel, yeah, you're going. Wow, what a player! Mm. Obviously, you don't know, you know, whatever he's got an if he's got an attitude, whatever. He's a, he's a great footballer. So let's let's wait and see on that. It'll have to happen soon if it's going to. I think the timing of it is pretty interesting because Tuba Akpom has just come out that he's going to Ajax for I think like like fifteen mil maybe with add on yeah. something like that. So they've got money again to spend. So potentially he's being lined up as a as a replacement. Um, yeah, so we'll have to watch that space. And Matt Crooks, what, what's what's that about? Yeah, yeah that's a, that's a, that's another uh, someone else shows a mate of mine who who knows a few people. And Cook signed their one year extension this year, but they've said that's to make sure they get a fee for him. He scored against us, and I've always quite liked him. He's a dirty player, but we need that, and I like him. He's got attitude, but it's not like ego attitude. He's just like you know. He, he just like he, he winds people up uh, a little bit like Sean Derry used to. So I like Crooks. He'd be perfect for us. And Borough fans are they don't like him at the moment. Um, if you look through the timeline um, and you put his name in, there's like Borough fans. They're playing him at ten when he's a centre midfielder. We can play up front. He can play right wing, but they're playing him as ten and ain't his position. And the Borough fans are kicking off. But um, that was from someone that I trust. So again, let's wait and see. He's also speak to Ipswich. So um, there's two clubs in for Crooks. Yeah, it'd be decent, especially how thin we are in the middle. And I'd say if it's part of the Willock deal, like we need we need to sell Willock realistically. Like he hasn't put in a decent performance for a while. And yeah, does he? That's the thing. He doesn't want to be at the club. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And out of contract, we got to, we got to get something for him. So yeah, Crooks would be all right. Um, I think good, pretty pretty good for him to be honest. Considering the move to yeah. two million, sorry, yeah, two million is good. I mean, we probably won't reinvest it, but I think two mil and then possibly Matt Crooks. I don't know if it's going to be in the same deal or whatever. But I've, whenever whenever I've watched Crooks, I've I've liked him. 
I think I was just thinking there, like the type of player he is and the way Dykes was yesterday. Do you reckon Crooks? It, we, Crooks like, reminds me. He reminds me of. Do you remember that guy that played for? I think he's just joined Fulham. That Sander Berg for Sheffield United, probably one yeah. of the best players. Mm. Like one of them tall. You know, like every now and again you see them tall, really like big centre midfielders. Like they're just mm. really like they dominate. They're not like bulky, but they're just big framed. Oh, and yeah. he's like that. I like them because they're, they're he gets stuck in. I think he like he done one of our players last season bad. Like flew in on him, and I'm like, you bastard! But you know, when when your player does it, you love it. Um, yeah. You know, when you're losing, you're thinking, just do him. And that's kind of what he's like. So, again, it might not happen. It's 50-50, but they're, they're, they're definitely they're talking. And I've been told by someone that I trust. So, you know, let's wait and see. We need a few more players, but they need to sell first. Mm, I think it's been the case the whole summer. I think there's been actually a few interesting names we've spoken to, but just not happened. Um, anyway, moving on from Cardiff, uh, we'll go through a few of the hot takes from sent in from people on Twitter. And given we've just spoken about Willock, I'll use this one as our first one. He said, Willock is still our best player. Jack, I know you feel strongly about Willock, so I'll let you take that one away. I mean, yeah, but based on what, when was, like you're just saying, when was the last time you put in a good performance? Yeah. So I don't know who I would say is our best player. It's hard, isn't it? At least Chez, I don't, I don't rate Chez really, but. He's like a consistent 7 out of 10 every week. Mm. And Willow will give you the odd 9 or 10, but he's not consistent. He's just disappearing in some games, which has always, he's always, Chair was good today. Like he's always one of the, the standouts, I feel. Agreed. So I, I wouldn't be the best player. No. Agreed. The next one, I'll let you speak about this one, Jeff. So I, it's coming from a couple of different people, a similar one. Um, Basically saying going down is not the worst thing that could happen to us. This was sent in before Cardiff, by the way. So I think people were probably a bit more pessimistic. But they're talking about we can rebuild with less FFP um, and basically can't see us escaping constant relegation battles. So maybe the owners might just be thinking about taking the hit and going down. Would you say going down will be the worst thing that could happen? Um, oh, no, listen, no one wants to get relegated. I don't care. It's like some people say, oh, I love the championship. I want to stay in that. Yeah, but you don't want to not get to the Premier League. It's all about playing the best sides in the Premier League. But going down, answer your question. Nah, it's not good. There is, listen, if you went down and there's no FFP and the owner said, right, we're going to now spend as much as we want and buy a team that's going to get us to the Premier League. So you'd be in Division 1 but paying players more than championship wages, almost like Wrexham are doing, because there's no FFP. But again, if you went to if you went up to, to championship and it didn't go up again, you're in trouble again. So going down, we might never come like we might do like a Bolton or Portsmouth or you know, some of them sides that go all the way down. Um Plymouth went away and Luton went on league. I don't want to do that. We're in the championship, right? Why would you not want to survive in the championship? Like, it's crazy. Look at Luton. They've gone all the way through and, and, and Millwall have gradually got better season upon season. Blackburn are getting better season upon season. You know, we've got good players. We've just had bad luck with injuries. We've had stupid decisions from the owners and who they've bought and spent money on. And hopefully, I don't know, Ainsworth's doing the right thing, getting experience in. But no, in answer to your question, 
going down is not good. Of course it's not good. Who wants to get relegated? Yeah, uh, agreed, agreed. And obviously there is there is still FFP, it's just looser. Um, but yeah, you, you, don't, you don't want to go down. You don't want to go down. It just, I wonder how the owners are thinking. Um, they're obviously being very careful with the points deduction, but we'll see. And then one that's sort of polar opposite to that, Ryan Goodman has said that QPR will have a Forest-esque season and start off horrid and then finish in the playoffs minimum. Um, I'm not sure how I quite feel about that one. I, I, I wouldn't say that that's likely. Um, Jack, what, what do you think about that? That's just being stupidly optimistic. Like, no. Our squad isn't very good. I, I think Forrest was good, no, but they were just underperforming at the start. Yeah, that's they, true. But I, I just, I don't know. No, that's the answer, no. And that's not Forrest. They had a, they got a really good manager in, but they already had players like Brendan Johnson there, you know, proper quality players that we ain't got anyone anywhere near as good as that. They had spent a load of money before that. So I would just say to that guy that tweeted that, I'd simply reply with three words based on what? Mm. Well, someone actually replied to him and said, who will the manager be? And he said, screw it. I think changed tactics Ainsworth is the man to do it. So he he heard the West West London sport and he thinks, yeah, based on that, that's what it's based on. So the the, yeah. the West London sport interview. Um next one, Sam Field is nowhere near as good or effective as QPR think QPR fans <laughs> think he is. It's not and it wasn't even sent in by Jack. So or maybe it was his burner account. Big Bull yeah. Barry <laughs> has said this. Nah. Uh no, that's definitely true. And I, I do remember what Sam does defensively, but that is it. And he, like, saying to Zell and, and Field don't work, I think that's probably down to Zell not being great defensively, but Phil just runs off and makes a tackle. He'll make, he'll make how many, however many tackles a game. I said, you know, you get stats for that. Oh, he made five tackles up. Yeah, but when he's running out of position, leaving Dazel by himself, who he we know he can't defend. Like, is it, I don't know. He's he's just he's good at what he does, but he's not good at, at a lot. Like, yeah, I still think, but yeah, he's just he's nowhere near as good as people make out. Well, I think yeah. his numbers are unreal, aren't they? Defensively, but like you say, you have to take the context into that, and I think. It's maybe just where we've been so poor for the past 18 months bar the little spell under Bill that he's just sort of been hyped up to be one of the best centre midfielders in the league. But realistically, he's very one-dimensional. He's got he's not got a ton to his game. So I reckon we'd all be in agreement there. Jeff, did you have anything to add? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would this is what I don't understand. I like listen, I don't I like Sanfield. He does a job, right? I do like him. But all them figures and all them stats about tackles he's made, blocks he's put in, all that that outside of the, the stat data, right? What did all of them blocks and tackles come to? We lost like 19 games out of 22 or something, right? And conceded so, 71 goals. Yeah. So so all of them stats and all them blocks and tackles and, and field the shields, yeah, it didn't actually shield no one. We lost every game. So, but I do like him. I'm not saying he can't be a player. I'm saying, but don't Basing this great player based on that because it didn't do nothing, it didn't save us. 
you know what I mean? Are we saying the field weren't there? We might have lost 20 out of 22 games instead of 19. Or we might have conceded 75 goals. Still crap either way. But he needs, yeah, he, I do like him. But people are high. If we lose any of our players, I would say field. Uh, we can replace him. I don't want to lose, lose Willick, but we're going to. I don't want to lose chair. Um, Dickie, I won't fuss about. But field, I think if we could get rid of him, because there's hype on him, we could get some decent money, replace him with like a League One player who's probably just as good and have three or four mil in the bank. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. No. Hit, hit the nail on the head, mate. Mm. Um, and you mentioned chair. Final hot take before we give a quick preview. Chair will never succeed under Ainsworth. This may have been a bit of a jinx because I don't know about you, but yesterday I thought chair was actually one of our better players. Um, and yeah, he got back in, did his work defensively. And then I feel like after we got our first goal, he came alive more because their st- space started to open up. His involvement in the second goal was fantastic. He nicks it back, little one-two with Dykes, then releases Armstrong. And that's that's what he can do well, right? He's very technical when he does it. And when he gets on the ball, um, yeah, I, th- I thought he was fantastic yesterday. And I think... Maybe Chair and Willock together won't succeed under Ainsworth, but my take would probably be he'll he'll make space for one sort of technical player um, in our attacking front line, if that makes sense. I don't know if any of you have got anything to add on that. Oh, oh who's Chair succeeded under? What is, Chair's just going to do what he always does. Bill, he does good under, wasn't he? But it's a very short, small sample size. Good though. He doesn't score, yeah, he doesn't get it. Right, it was all right. He got, no, again, under Bill, he got decent. That, that was where like all his numbers came from last season. You know, only was like top of assists. That was all okay, yeah, yeah, but that was mainly from set pieces. I know, yes, it's putting a good ball in, whatever, but he got, I think, most is nine goals, five assists in 46 games. It's all right, but I don't think he's ever going to do a lot more than just what he does. He gets the ball, he keeps the ball. He links the team up well, but that's it. He doesn't create goals. He doesn't really do anything. But I like him because without him, there would be no like ball retention in our front line. So I think he is crucial to the team, but I wouldn't say he can't succeed under Ainsworth. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Um, anyway, moving on from that, thanks everyone for sending those in. Um, we'll give a quick preview of Norwich. So they had a 2-1 win versus Hull in the first game week and they had a 4-4 draw with with Southampton. Whether we can read into these results too much, I don't know, because it's probably going to be a heavily rotated squad. But um, 20-year-old Jonathan Rowe scored in both, um, who is a winger who played on the right in both games. I don't know if you saw the goal in the first game, but yeah, it was a fantastic strike um, from the young man. So he might be one to look out for. I don't know if any of you or if either of you guys have seen much of Norwich. Just no, um, they've got the ginger lad, Sergeant, who's quite a, quite a good strike up front. He's going to get a few goals this year. He's um, good level, isn't he? They they sold Max Aaron's, haven't they? I think to Leeds, the right back. Yeah. So he was at MK Dons as well before. Um, but the Norwich are one of them sides. Like I don't know. We we either beat them. That sounds weird, but we beat them or we don't it's like we we go through these runs of beating them and then we'll we'll like go for there they they they've always done well against us Norwich like even I'm talking like 90s they were always good against us so 
I don't I don't think I don't Ainsworth bothered about this cup because he just wants league points. And I don't think he'll play Cook. There's no way he'll risk Cook and Fox three games in a week. No way will he when is the when is that Norwich game anyway? Is it Tuesday? Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah, there's no way he's gonna play Cook and Fox on Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday. We should play like them or we don't is a that is a good quote there, Jeff. We beat them or we don't. <laughs> you know, you, <laughs> that's Michael Owen. That yeah, I know. What I mean by is that we went through like stages of beating them all the time. Then they go through stages of beating us, and it's like I don't know. It always seems like they're just a tough side to play. Norwich always they're bastards, and with a rotated side, then I don't. You know, what I mean, this game ain't going to be. It's going to be one of the ones where Ainsworth's already going to get the excuses out and say, look. You know, we're not fussed in a way. Like the Gillian manager said about playing Southampton and they went and beat them. I couldn't believe that, what he said. He said, we're not fussed. Southampton have got more play. Southampton's to last two signings is more than our club's ever spent. We're not fussed. Don't bother coming. And they beat them. <laughs> so it's Mental. like, oh. Mental. Well, I hope he rotates it personally. Like you say, don't want to risk anyone. I want to see um, Collie or... Aurora, yeah. Araha gets some minutes. Collie looks decent, Jack. Did you see the clips of him? Yeah, I saw the clips you you tweeted. He looks good. I saw some people. Where did he play? What position? Like striker or on the wing. Okay. Yeah, I like him. I d- is he fast? Yeah, he seems, he seems quick. He seems quick. Um, but yeah. Anyway, I don't think we'll be able to give much more than that as a preview. Hopefully, we see the youngsters. And thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you, Jeff and Jack. For Pleasure, joining. mate. No worries, really mate. appreciate it. Um, and come on, you ours. Come on, you ours. <laughs>